Oh, what's going on, motherfuckers? This has been a great, great weekend. We're recording this on Monday. It comes out on Tuesday. I'm having a good time. I'm your host, Chris from Brooklyn. I am joined, as always, by my stalwart producer, Michael Harrington. What's up, Chris? How are you, Mike? I don't know. I'm feeling very stalwart. Yeah. Uh, well, we have to talk about a couple of things that you screwed up in the last week. Okay. Uh, one, there's a show on Sunday. There was. With uh, Zach and Ian, and I hosted it. Uh-huh. And uh, Old Man Hustle. Uh-huh. And you, you, you made the flyer. I did not. You didn't make that flyer? No. With a typo on it? No. That you didn't fix either? I didn't make it. I told Ed, and Ed still well, didn't fix be, it. This is, this is unacceptable. I, I asked him to fix it, and he flat out refused. Okay. Also, the show went out last week with okay. three minutes. It, it went out with the outro on loop for five minutes. No, it was not on loop. It played one time. No, it played multiple times. Played, it's a five-minute long song, Chris. It can't play multiple times. It's a three-minute song. It's a two-minute song. Look it up. It's... The two minutes. Chris, Alabama song. I cut it every week. It's a five-minute long song. Are you kidding me? You're using a five-minute long version that we used to put at the end of High Society Radio. What? Are you just using something that's an outro file that's on the computer? No. You downloaded it new? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Hold on. Alabama song. People were very mad, Mike. I mean... There was was gold in that first couple of minutes. Three minutes, 20 seconds. All right. Then, I had a great interview with Matt Cox. If you haven't listened to that, you should go check it out on Uh last week's episodes on the High Society Radio YouTube page as well. But no information about that in the description of the show. Now, Mike, a lot of people don't realize the reason I booked Matt Cox is because you wanted me to. Did I not put his name in the description? No. I didn't? Or any links to his work. or that? No, 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 but I did put it in the title. No. I didn't. I did it. No. I did. No. Yes. I forgot. I forgot to. You forgot all the things. I that you're supposed never to do. forget that, dude. And uh, here's the thing: is when I left here last week, mm-hmm. I looked at you and I said, "You're taking care of all that, right?" And you said, "Yep, it'll be up by midnight." And I was like, "All right, head okay. now." Okay. Was it up by midnight? It was up by midnight. That's <laughs> you did that part correctly. So you know what? It's on you for not checking the details, Chris. Honestly, should I really? We've done. 40 episodes now? I'm just saying. I said I'd have it up by midnight. I really have to check your work. It got up by midnight. It also said he's back at again. No, it did not. No, it did not. You might have changed that in post. The fuck with me. That'd be very funny. Uh, all right. I just wanted to bring that up. But it was a great weekend of shows. It was uh, uh, everybody who came out in uh, Connecticut. Thank you very much. If you came out to hang with me and Zach Amico. Uh, Saturday night, I did an outdoor show, and then we did Old Man Hustle. was very fun. That was my first time. That's actually my first time ever performing at that club, Mike. Thank you yep. very much for booking me on that. And uh, I've, uh, yeah, I mean, shortly before the pandemic, I was starting to talk to the guy who's the owner there, and um, he, I got introduced to him. Like, I was hanging out with Shane Smith over there one night, and my friend Meg, and she she works there, and I was like, oh, maybe I can do something here. She recommended me. Catherine Henson recommended me, and then you know, the world shut down for a year. And uh, so now you're booking it, and uh, I expect seven or eight spots a week. Seven or eight spots per week. Yeah, and they better be paid, too. That's a lot of spots. I, I've, you know, like look, a cheetah. I, I need the work, all right? <laughs> all right? I need the reps. I'm not very good at this. Mm. If it wasn't for the fact, I literally owe everything in my life to being a fun person to have a drink with. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's my only marketable skill. 
It is pretty dope. To be fair, though, I'd probably be running like 17 ad agencies if this was 1956, right? Like, it's just like I would be at the top of the corporate structure with how good I am at drinking. Dude, the amount that, like, you don't, like, get into fights or cheat. I break up fights right. when like I it, get drunk. Here's the thing. You would be you would be a king in 1956. Yeah. People would be like, thank God Christmas there. We'd all be in the Hooskow. Yeah, because you like didn't need to go to college back then. You could just be like, yeah, I could have, I could have fun person to drink with. All you have to do is be competent at whatever they're asking you to do, and good at drinking and delegating. I am good at all of those things. Damn, dude, you really did miss your calling, dude. You know what is? You know what's fucked up is I should have been born in. My dad was born in 1930, so I should have been born in like 1948. Yeah, if your if your dad, well, still that's a little too late. Yeah, it might be. I don't know, early 60s? Mad Men takes place in the early 60s. Yeah, but, like, they were all our age then. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's so true. it's like you would have needed to have gone through the 50s of being a fun guy to drink with. I would have got stuck in the 70s, and that would have been probably bad news for me. Oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're not making it to the 80s. No. But if you did, yeah, that you been... would definitely die in the 80s. Yes. But, again... If I made it to the 80s, so if my dad had me in the 60s, and I'm in my 20s in the 80s, mm-hmm. there's a good chance that I'm, I've got the big phone, I'm fucking trying to save $3 million to ride a motorcycle across China, you know? Which, by the way, you certainly didn't need $3 million to ride a motorcycle across China in the 80s. What the fuck was Charlie Sheen talking about in Wall Street? Wait, what? You don't remember that in Wall Street? Wait, that was the when he's telling the chick, he's just like, "Yeah, if I just save a couple, another couple of million dollars, I feel like I figure I could retire and ride my motorcycle across China." You, my buddy Phil, okay. my buddy Phil went to Vietnam. He was an active heroin addict at the time, and he went to Vietnam and bought a motorcycle and drove across multiple countries in Asia for like a couple of grand. Chris, this is the most ignorant you've ever sounded on this show. What do you mean? He was clearly saying, "I would retire." Period. Like, but if, stop, you, well, if me, you're gonna go retire to be a bum in China, just go be a bum. He had millions of dollars, and then how did that work out for him, Mike? Okay, you're not gonna let me finish. The goddamn go, sentence. Finish. What he was saying was, I'm gonna retire. Period. Right, and spend a period of time just riding a motorcycle across Asia because you can do that for a few grand. If you did that as your celebration for retiring at 31. Hell yeah, dude. But if you've got a couple of million dollars in the 80s, you could just do that for longer and then come in someone and have a child if you want, I guess. Yeah, but I'm saying you take that money, right? Mm-hmm. The, the lion's share of it. You put it in the bank. You take 100 grand. You go to China and you fucking ball out for do, like a year. You know That's far, what he was saying. Do you know how far 100 grand? In, That's China just got money and 100 grand still goes pretty far in China. Not so, like Macau, but everywhere else. That's what I'm saying. So his plan wasn't to take the whole millions over there. It was clearly put the millions in the bank. You know what I mean? Like I thought the idea was he was gonna real live estate. off the, he was gonna live off the interest. Yeah. But not not spend his whole time living no, because eventually you come back and you just buy businesses. why? Why would you even do you get the millions of dollars? Just live by the time three years later in Asia, like look, if I was single. And I just went to Asia, and three years went by. Do you really think I'm coming back here? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. You're just going to die in a heroin den. No, that's not true. I, when I was in Bali, I literally met, like, bloggers who made, like, 10 cents a word, who were living nicely for, you know, for Bali. 
but like nicely. Huh. You can live dirt cheap. The amount of money I make for high society radio and this show, I could live in Bali comfortably. If we stay on Zoom much longer, I might break up with my chick and move to Bali. <laughs> Not going to lie to you, Mike. Dude, because you- I'll tell you this right now, in like... I, I'm still really good at drinking, right? And I can go over to Bali and just start networking, getting drunk. They they like to drink and then booze, but they sell moonshine, but you don't really get in trouble for selling moonshine. I'll fucking just learn Balinese and start fucking selling moonshine on the beach and shit. I'm, I'll sell nutcrackers in Bali. I'll fucking make... Dude, and I just want to. That's just for the love of the game. <laughs> right? I don't need that. I got savings. I could just live... If, between podcasting and fucking just my savings and the m- amount of money I make from investing in shit, I could just live in Bali. Forever. I just have to break up with my girlfriend. Dude, this is your goodbye letter. I'll tell you this. If I was single... If she left me... Here's also my brother would have to die if oh. if, I, if, there, if I didn't have if I didn't have responsibilities in the United States right now. Look, I love doing stand up, but I would be living. My buddy Evan's still out there. I got like fucking ten friends. Out there. Also, I know how to cop ketamine and coke in Bali. I try to stay away from the coke when I was there because it's a third world country and they will put a bullet in your head. But you just buy K at the pharmacy. What? Yeah. I put ketamine at a pharmacy. I went into a pharmacy and was like, my foot hurts. You need to give me something for that. And they were like, no, 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 we're not allowed. And I, was just, I pulled out American money and was like, f- 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 and they just gave me Vicodin. <sighs> no, I'm not saying I'm going to die like that, but I could, look, <laughs> I, could run a, I could run a hell of a cockfight. Fucking, we'll sell some Iraq. Okay, but my point. Right? Not my point. But I'm saying, regardless... You're nutcrackers out there? You're still going to get involved in a business. You're not just going to go to Bali to just be in Bali. Well, I'm also not going to drive a motorcycle across Bali. I was riding a scooter around. It was pretty fun. Yeah. Dude, they got... uh, Here's what's dope about Bali. Uh, And it was something... And everybody's... Every time I bring it up, you're going to look at me and you're going to be like, you're such a fucking fat idiot when I say this right now. Here's what... They have, like, food carts, but they build it out. And this is just the chef and me admiring their innovation. They have food, entire food trucks built onto the back of fucking Vespa scooters that, like, sell, like, soup. And the soup is good. But it's like, I'm just, like, I'm looking at this, I'm like, the fact that you did this is amazing. You people are inventive. This is great. But that's the place, they have a, a saying in Balinese that literally just translates to, the closest it translates to is, um, I forget the saying, but it's like, um, it just didn't happen. Like, uh, I was supposed to go with my buddy. He was supposed to have a music lesson. And we went over there, and the guy just wasn't there. And when he talked to him later, he goes, that just didn't happen. And that's, like, a very common phrase out there, which might infuriate. As a New Yorker, that might drive me to the point of fucking screaming constantly. Because, like, if you're – you got to do your shit. Stop telling me you're going to do the thing and then not doing the thing. I don't know, man. It seems like you could probably do well. It's a very relaxed way of life, dude. Dude, I'll tell you this, most rooms are just outside. What? Like I was in multiple <laughs> I was in multiple kitchens that just had a ceiling and were outside. I don't know if I like the sound of that. It rains a little in the middle of the day, but it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's tropical, baby. That's like where Australians go. That's like they're they're Aruba. Yeah? Yeah, but it's like Aruba, even if you go in like 
it gets a little dicey in like the red light district in Aruba. I've been to Aruba a couple times. I went there with my buddy Mario who grew up there. Um, like, but it's like Aruba, like there's not like, it's not like fun inland. You don't want to like hang out with the people who like live there who are poor. Like there's not like, but in Bali, like the people are just nice and there's just like cool stuff to do around. Huh. Like you just go to like a temple and there's like a, you know, they have like cool, like their like ceremonial music is playing. Like just like, I never, I told you the only time I felt, did I tell this story? Like the only time I ever felt in danger out there was uh, when the cockfight we were at broke up and we were playing this game where you roll a ball and you gamble on that. And I was like, all the cockfighting enthusiasts are gone. These guys are just degenerates that are seeing us be white. We can't really win here. <laughs> They're just seeing us aggressively be Caucasian in this situation. Uh, yeah, you are just being a fucking rubbernecker. Yeah. Mm. But um, so yeah, I had the we had the shows uh with the shows on Friday, and then Saturday I did an outdoor show um in Crown Heights. My buddy Eric Oligny um has this show in front of his house and I went on last and I was doing fine. And you know, I have some fairly, uh, politically incorrect material, Mike, I would say you've heard it. And some of it is not, uh, I had, uh, you know, the joke about my friend Caesar Vargas. Yes. So who Caesar, if you don't know, he, he was on high society a couple of times. He's running for Staten Island borough president right now. Um, which is literally the least inspiring thing he's ever done. You know what I mean? Like it's just like that's like the kind of the weird thing where you're like, oh, you're telling an inspiring story about uh, some greaseball. No, like he's a good dude. He's like an undocumented. So I tell this story. I had this joke about him, and this woman comes out, and from she's walking her dog, and she just starts talking to me, and she goes, "Oh, what are you telling your story about your brown friend?" And I'm like, I just stop, and I go, "Bitch, where the fuck are you from?" Because she was clearly not from Crown Heights. She was like, oh, no, keep telling your story about your brown friend. She was a neighbor walking her dog outside. And I'm literally going, I'm telling an inspirational story about my friend. Where, at the end of, I am the asshole in all of these jokes, right? It's like when we went to Comic-Con a few years ago, Mike, right? Remember when that guy, we were playing Jump Force with that dude? Yeah. And he was like, you want me to let you beat me? And I was like, no, that's not funny. You have to make me look like an asshole right now. <laughs> Like, if you don't make me look like a complete and utter ass, I'm a fucking professional clown. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the whole point of the joke is that by the end of it, I'm a stupid white guy. You know what I mean? Like, that's the fucking point. Like, and it's just like this. And I just start calling her. I start ripping into her. And they, they, this crowd didn't, they were into it. But, like, I just started calling this lady a cunt. And, like, people clapping. Like, I was just like, oh, I guess I'll just lean into this. And I just started making fun of her dumb face. I'm looking at her. I go, I go, you know, you know how there's, look, I like, look, lady, you're mad. Look, I get it. White men are terrible. Look, we shoot a lot of people. It happens. Here's the thing. You know that story behind any great man? There's a great woman. Behind every fucking mass shooting tragedy, there's whatever the fuck you are. And we just kept going. <laughs> like, I fucking ripped into this lady for 10 minutes and then I'm just talking to my buddy um, outside, just having a drink while the, uh, the the guy who runs the show is like talking a little bit at the end. And this lady came back. And here's what the fucked up part. She had a dog. And I made fun of her dog. I said her dog was the least cute dog at the show. I was Aww. like, there's a cross-eyed husky back there that's way cuter than your fucking dog, lady. 
You fucking stink. You went you went hard on the dog? You can't go heel on the dog. I went complete heel on the dog. Here's the thing about the dog, though. The fucking dog fucking completely face-turned me, right? Because I'm just sitting there talking to my buddy, uh, Marino, and fucking this fucking dog walks up. I don't know who this dog is. This dog starts going... And I just start petting this dog, and I look up, and I go... No. And Now, you know me, Mike. I'm a sucker for a fucking dog. <laughs> I am a fucking sucker. A lot of people don't realize this. Other than my girl and my brother and my nieces and nephews, I will take a dog or a cat over any person. Yeah. Uh, I will take fucking uh, squirrels over some of my lesser friends. <laughs> if, you, if you're like, hey, you want to hang out with some kids you haven't seen since high school who you used to really get along with, or four rabbits... I'm probably picking the rabbits, Mike. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Like it's just like, and I'll tell you this: if you say, "Hey, I know this person who's relatively interesting as a stranger," your choices for the day are: you could talk to this person or just watch some birds do some bird shit. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna watch how many birds, several birds, <laughs> different types, and they're gonna interact with each other. Fuck yeah, I'm gonna watch these birds, dog. <laughs> I'm fucking with these birds right now. I don't fucking need to talk to this motherfucker. But like so she fucking hoodwinks me with this dog and I look up and she starts going she's going you're on a stoop you should accept some heckling I was like you're talking to a drunk guy on a stoop you should be able to accept being called a cunt <laughs> I mean so she's going she won't stop so I just went back and like I said my buddy Eric Olini was closing out the show those are fighting words Chris dog I went and took the mic back from him <laughs> <laughs> And started yelling at this lady again, Mike. I mean, Chris, you're never going to get invited back to the show. He literally said, I'll get you back up whenever <laughs> you want. He texted me today. We hung out for two more hours after that. Oh, man. Brooklyn comedy fucking rules. Dude, he's actually, he's a comedy store guy, Eric. He used to run, uh, he used to, he was uh, Brody Stevens' co-host on Fre uh, Festival of Friendship. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh. Um, but... It's it's such a funny thing because like she was just like I wasn't being mean to you. I was like you were absolutely being mean. You like stopped me and wouldn't let me finish my story. And she was like I wasn't being mean. So I went. She thought I was gonna give her the mic. I was like no, lady, you don't get a microphone. You suck. And I fucking literally pulled the crowd. And I was like, was she not being mean to me? And some girl was like, I'm a stupid bitch and you're a stupider bitch. And I was like, that's the <laughs> best sentence I've ever heard in my fucking life. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. It was great. It oh. was great. I just wanted to tell you, like, in between the two good real shows I would, I went outside, and it would have been a lackluster show where people would have been like, yeah, you did well. That was good. It was fun. It's like, if that lady didn't show up to just get yelled at by me twice. It's a rough. That's a, it's a, it's a big L for her that night. She lives next door. Oof. How much is that going to suck for next week's show there? Just all summer, dude. Dude. Just all summer harassing that poor woman. I bet, here's the thing. But then we're going to find out that she actually does kind of like some of your jokes. She's going to write her own stuff, and then she's going to make you laugh. All right, we're bringing back Roastmasters at the stand. <laughs> Me versus some cunt. Dude, I guarantee that lady is writing for next week. I won't be there for a couple weeks. I know how to do this. She said she wanted the microphone, right? Like, in her mind, she was going to get up and tell jokes about you. What was her jokes going to be? I don't know, dude. You're like a white dude and this. And, I mean, shut up. Who cares? I, know. I don't know, dude. I, she know. Heard. I fucking love being a white dude. It's awesome. If she went home mm -hmm. and just downloaded like 10 episodes of this show 
and was just oh, like, and then she'd be like, "Oh, this man's a genius. Mm-hmm. He fixed all the problems. Yeah, he warned me about Adam Waffins. But then she hit you with the arms. What arms? She got them. Got them. Oh, my short arms. Yeah, people like to make fun of my short arms. I'll I tell mean, you this bitches like the short arms. You know why? Because you don't have to be that far away from a bitch. You know what I'm saying? What? You guys go. That's it, Mike. Just, just a foot and a half. That's all you need. I don't understand. Look, you, you're saying that women like the... Women like my short arms. I'll tell you that <laughs> okay. right now. I've never, never had a complaint from this women. This is a new point of confidence for something that you, you used to legitimately lose sleep over. I've never lost sleep about women <laughs> disliking my short arms. I'll tell you this. I think it's funny <laughs> at this point as an adult. Uh, I was hanging out. Actually, you know what? I'll, I'll tell this story, uh, and then we'll move on, because one of the people involved in this uh, story uh, had a little interaction with your friend Andrew Yang. Um, but I was at a show uh, a few weeks ago at uh, Joey Bass Cafe here, and uh, some kid cracked on my arms, and I knew I wasn't doing a set, and I was just going to make fun of all these comedians that were at this. It was at Nico's show, which he's trying to do a ripoff uh, Kill Tony. Do you know about this? Nico's doing Kill Tony. Yeah, he's doing a ripoff Kill Tony, and he, asked, yeah. he asked me to judge it. And I was like, I don't want to judge. And then he was like, Yeah, just do like ten minutes up top. And I was like, Oh, so like all these comics who know me, who know I'm about to shit on them, are watching me do jokes. I'm not going to lose confidence. And I just shit on everyone. Like just like that's what I did for five. I just like made fun of shit going on. And that the so dude who made sh- fun of my arms was just like, I kind of feel bad. I made fun of your arms now. So you just, let me get this straight. So you went to a Kill Tony ripoff show, mm-hmm. right? And, and then just shit on friends. every... It just was mean to my friends. You just, no, no, no. But I'm saying... I literally, I didn't want to do... I didn't know. Pause. First of I'm all, I'm saying at the down. top of the show, before uh-huh. they got to do their minute, mm-hmm. you just went out and immediately pop, 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 Eviscerated pop, all pop, them, pop, yes. pop, 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 I knew I was going to do pop, jokes pop, I believed pop. in. There was like three real audience members. First of all, I didn't... I thought this was an... I thought this was just a stand-up show that was going to be a bad outside stand-up show. And I found out that day that I was judging a thing and then I didn't know the format until I got there. And you had to do 10 at the top. It was eight or something. And I was just like, well, I'm just making fun of stuff. And I mostly just ripped into the one of the, there was a, the, dude, there was a fat guy from Brooklyn there. And he was like, I'm the fat guy from Brooklyn. I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not, buddy. And then he starts talking. I was like, where are you from, Bay Ridge? He's like, how'd you know? I was like, nobody else sucks this much. <laughs> and we just went in. And I had a good, t- that was fun too. I had a good night that, I had a good night, that night. But, a uh, my there was a judge there was another judge, person judging that show and he got into a fist fight with a guy. Let's move on. One drop, Mike. Um, <laughs> one drop and occasionally a racehorse. Look, so uh, out again this week. It, fucking drug addict, man. I'm I'm really worried about him. You know, he'll be back. I'm sure the racehorse will be back next week. Um. So, Andrew Yang, do you have the video? I do. That's why Andrew, the volume was down, because I had to make sure I had the video. Andrew Yang was at um, the stand, and everybody was, while we were recording this show, apparently everybody was getting drunk with Andrew Yang at the stand last week, because everybody we know posted pictures. And uh, Lawrence, uh, you can follow him, Lawrence R. Comedy, who's uh, threatened to stab somebody at Comedy Fight Club. He got into a fist fight at the show I was just talking about. <laughs> Did he really? I swear he got into a fist fight. <laughs> um, oh, Lawrence rules, dude. Dude, he kind of rules. <laughs> Lawrence rules. He's like a little asshole and like <laughs> definitely not even trying to tell jokes ever. 
but he fucking kind of rules. <laughs> like, this was awesome. I saw this yeah. video, and anybody who doesn't know, play, just play the video. Wait, what the fuck? You gotta click the sound on on Instagram, buddy. Oh, sorry. God damn it. Tim's on? Yeah. Why are you fucking bitches? Can a man keep his Tim's on? Yeah. Why are you fucking bitches? Can a man keep his Tim's on? Oh my. I mean, I really. Oh lord. I'm in disbelief. I think it's purely up to your partner, right? I mean, if your partner. I'm saying. I love Andrew Yang. He told Andrew Yang. Now Andrew Yang walks away. He says cut, cut, and walks away after Lawrence goes. You choke bitches, Andrew Yang. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Now, that was great that he did that to a mayoral candidate. It caused quite a stir in the media. Uh, I fucking, I texted him and I was just like, anybody who's mad that you did that doesn't understand what funny is. Like, that's the funniest. <laughs> the fact that that dude, like our friend, like our buddy who's become, like who threatened to stab Robbie Goodwin at Comedy Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> who, who got into a fist fight the last time I saw him <laughs> in the street at an outdoor comedy show <laughs> somehow create that that was on national news that video oh dude that's fucking great he's got better credits than most comedians in the city at this point he's mm. been on that many networks it's true you know fucking uh here's what oh here's what the hill had to say I, I was watching the hill the other day uh crystal and Sager. And they had this to say. Hold on. I got the video right here. Um, but how fucking funny is just the fact. Just first of all, Andrew Yang laughed at it. Can a man keep his timber? Can a man leave? First of all, he answered that as appropriately as you can. Oh, God. And here's the thing. It's, again, up to your partner if she wants to be choked. And I like how he wrote the, the, his captioning. Yeah. Up to your partner. Yeah. P-A-R-T-N-A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wrote the <laughs> his partner. Let's see here. Sometimes they come up to you and they say weird stuff whenever you're a public figure or not. You're usually just like, dude, like, leave me alone. You right. know, like, that's not, and, and he sees a camera and he's just like, all right, like, okay, ha, ha, you know, you do the nervous laugh type thing. All sorts of New York. Like, there are weirdos everywhere. You just walk away. That's it. That's the, that's the best i've ever seen an anchor try to be flippant and also dance around the fact that they're terrified of black people it's crazy <laughs> there's just you know like black dudes who talk like black because here's the thing lords isn't crazy he's just an asshole yeah and he just talks like a black guy <laughs> like, you know what i mean like it's just like he's just a 23 year old like he's like 24 or something right i think he might young, be younger yeah yeah he's like in his early 20s he's just like a fucking black dude from the hood like he's like mm -hmm. he's just like he's just like he's like He's not a crazy person. Andrew Yang was talking to a bunch of comedians under a thing, and he was like, I'll get this great soundbite with this young African-American gentleman. And then he was like, do you fuck, do you choke bitches, Andrew Yang? Is the funniest fucking sentence. It's pretty fucking great. Yeah. Good and, on Yang, dude. And he did, but here's the thing. When he said, let's not do this, he did the fingers passing the neck thing. Yeah. And I think that might have made it worse. No. <laughs> First of all, here's the thing. I don't know about you. I, look, Mike, I know you're a fucking piece of shit, and you fuck pieces of shit. And I know the same kind of girls that would fuck you might fuck me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I fucked, I have fucked bitches who they want you to put their, your fucking elbow into their throat. Yeah. Like, sometimes you gotta choke bitches. Hey, again, you just said it. If it's consensual, yeah. Top to bottom. 
And it, it's a weird thing with choking, though. You got to like kind of like, is this chick like choking? Because that last chick like choking, especially when you're like young. No, of... there's a there's a tell nowadays. There's a couple tells. Yeah, there's it's a couple tells. it's 2021. I think we've all hit a point in society where it's like you know the bitch that wants to be choked. Yeah. Here's the thing. Sometimes if you if you don't go for it, sometimes I think there's some chicks who don't know that there's supposed to be a tell. They will start instinctively grabbing their own throat. Period. It's 2021. If you're, I'm telling you, Chris. You yeah, they'll start. Yeah, they'll start doing this. They'll they start will start choking yeah. themselves. You're, right. you're not yeah. wrong. You're not wrong. All right. But so there was this whole hubbub about this. Now here's what's fucking funny, uh, which I actually learned because I, I checked out that piece on the hill because I knew they were going to show that video, and I was like, I just want to see, I just want to see people I like on these <laughs> fucking things that I watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. And fucking, uh, they were talking about. So the reason why people keep attacking Andrew Yang. Is because he's like untouchable in the polls in the New York mayoral race right now. Yeah, he after that his poll numbers went up. Yeah, like because people were just kind of like, yeah, like whatever, man. He is like he didn't say he choked bitches. He didn't say you should call women bitches. He just laughed when a guy said something absurd, and that's why people like Andrew Yang. Yeah, because he's not a cunt. He's a fucking dork. Yeah, we need a dork. So my, you know how good it is to have a dork as a mayor again? Hey, yeah. And not some fucking guy who thinks he's a tough hold, guy? Hold on. De Blasio is a fucking dork. <clears throat> yeah, but de Blasio thinks he's a tough guy. That's true. Because he's got a you think it's because he's got a black wife? 100 percent You think that make you, you think that makes him a tough guy? He's also six three. I bet nobody because yeah. he, he's six three and he runs around nerds. Like politicians are like people who get into politics. Like I've met a few guys who like ran for city council. Only met like one who like had a chance who was kind of goony. You know what I mean? Although Ray, you know who Ray McGuire is. Mm-mm. Ray McGuire's. We'll get to him in a minute. Ray McGuire's one of her mayor and just has like endorsements from like Nas and Puffy <laughs> and Jada Kiss. It's just like where the fuck was this guy? First of all, they're going. I know Ray for thirty years. You mean back when you were slinging crack? crack? Like. Did you guys all say you were still shooters back then? <laughs> so you're saying Ray McGuire covered up all the bodies you've ever heard in hip hop. Um, but Maya Wiley, um, she put out. Do you have the video? Uh, give me a second. Uh, Maya Wiley's. Uh, I think she's worked with De Blasio, but she's a she's a black woman running for. Mayor, and honestly, before Yang jumped into the race, she would have been my pick. Okay. For who would win. Like, just, like, based on her politics and just, like, she's got the right look for right now in New York and what people want. And she she uses the right rhetoric. But she's not doing well in the polls. And uh, do you have the... I don't. I asked you to get it before the show. Yeah, I know. And then I was like, all right, I got the thing that you wanted me to get. The I went to both, Mike. Yeah, I forgot the second part. Okay. So basically, uh, Maya Wiley is a woke black woman. I think she kind of knows she was supposed to be the person who became... She was. I think she thought she was going to have an easier time of this. I thought she thought she was going to walk in. She was going to really Logan Paul Ben Askren this motherfucker, and it just it's not working out for her. Yang is a wrench in the game for most people. Do you have it? No. How is this possible? Did you <laughs> it's use so Duck, hard Duck, to Go? find. No, I didn't. Okay, fuck. All right. 
Now, if you don't know, this show is brought to you by two sponsors, VinylGraph.com, and you can go to VinylGraph.com, use the promo code CHRIS1, you're going to get 10% off your order. They actually have some really cool stuff on their Instagram page. You can check out some of the products in action. It's reusable vinyl decals. VinylGraph.com, use the promo code CHRIS1. And our other sponsor is DuckDuckGo, the best search engine in the world. Here's the thing about DuckDuckGo. You find shit you can't find on Google because it's a pain in the fucking prick. You got it? Uh... No, I mean, I don't know what to even search. Maya, we- Maya Wiley okay. calls Andrew Yang a misogynist. Okay. I didn't. What know did th- you search? Uh, Maya Wiley, Andrew Yang, The Stand. What, why do you, <laughs> nobody, that's the thing. Nobody is reporting that this happened at a comedy club. Because they know, because it looks like it just happened in a random shed in the in the world in the wild. Because now every restaurant is just a fucking tool shed outside. It's just a lean to in the wind, and fucking it, it's because if they had said this happened outside the stand comedy club, everybody would go, "Well, that guy's probably a comedian or was trying to be funny." But instead, the narrative had to be. Andrew Yang's a misogynist. He he. A lot of the headlines were Andrew Yang uh, laughs at misogynist speech. Yep. NYC mayoral candidate Andrew Yang caught on tape laughing along with misogynist remarks. I'm finding all the articles. I'm not finding any video of this woman. You all right? What are some of the remarks? She called him Donald Trump. I really wanted to watch the video, Mike. I don't know where the. I uh, hold on. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where to find this video. It's not, I'm not getting a link for the video. Um, uh, all right, Maya Wiley, who served as mayor de Blasio's counselor for launching her own mayoral bid, slammed Yang for his reaction to the video. Every woman deserves respect in language and in action. It's simply unacceptable to engage with this disgusting behavior. She wrote on Twitter, the only answer to either question, to either of these questions is hell no, and do not ever call a woman that word. Yes, I'm sure. Look, here's the thing. If I'm looking at uh, Lawrence and I don't know him. Now, here's the thing. I've said this many times, and I'll say this to Lawrence's face. Ugly people are always scarier in general. He's an ugly man. His teeth look like they f- would hurt you to punch. Mm-hmm. There's no fist fighting a guy like that, really, if you're Andrew Yang. Looks like he bit a softball. Yes. It looks like, it, it looks like his tongue tried to escape his face and fucked his teeth up on the way out. You know what I mean? Because he just tried to trap it in there, and it just... Dunk, 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 dunk. That's what he looks like. And it's just the kind of thing where it's like, what do you do? And it's also like, there's somebody else holding the camera that's not Andrew Yang's guy, because I don't think Andrew Yang's guy's holding the camera in this situation. No, God, no. Like... No, it was clearly Miles. <laughs> yeah, it was Miles Toe, also our friend. Um... Those guys are very problematic. They get into fistfights. They threaten to kill people. It's very silly to hang out. It, I, Miles legitimately tried to steal a slice of pizza from me on uh, Saturday. This Saturday? He saw me walking back from the pizza place with a box pizza. He's like, what you got in there? I'm like, obviously pizza, Miles. He's like, yo, let me look at it. I'm like, Miles, get the fuck away from my pizza. Here's what annoys me about that. Is <laughs> he's, hanging, he's hanging out with weird people. He's like an art guy. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. But here's the thing. What was Andrew Yang to do? First of all, he's out there with a potential voter. Because that's a native New Yorker, a lifelong New Yorker, who's talking the way the guys I grew up with. So the guys I grew up with, right, their votes don't matter, Maya Wiley. 
You know what I mean? Like, what are we doing? Like, every, like, dudes I grew up with talk like that. Do their votes not matter? Do we not count those votes? Hmm. Do you not count Lawrence's vote? Is he not a voter? I mean, probably not. But he is a potential voter. He is allowed to vote. As far as I know, he's not a convicted felon. No. So here, here we go. Come on. The, the idea of, like, he, and they have to go after, they couldn't find a single person that wasn't a campaign staffer or somebody involved in New York politics to say something bad about that interaction between Andrew Yang and Lawrence. Because how could they? Because they'd be like, well, where'd this happen? And they'd be like, I've been at a comedy club. Oh, that's pretty funny, though. You know what I mean? Oh. That's what everybody would say. Oh, it happened outside of a comedy club. Oh, that's why it was so funny. <laughs> that's what everybody would say. I mean, here's the thing. I think we've reached a point in society where we can accept that some bitches like to be choked. I mean, I'm going to say this more than half. Most. There's that's, a decent chance my mom, to say that. at some point, some point has been like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't want to think about it. Right? But it's like, I don't know. We've reached a point in society where it's like, all right, we're cool. Nobody really Mom's gets all that. married to a cop. Yeah. She sure. It's a fucking nightstick pressed against that larynx, Mike. Yep. Oh, this is, we're going back to eighth back. grade jokes now. This pull is, back, son. This is so fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, uh, hey, look, at least your dad was in a fucking, he was in a mounted patrol. <laughs> like, that'd be a <laughs> lot of jokes right there. Dude, my dad in a fucking horse. Yeah. Like fucking true lies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> No, he dangles a carrot in front of your mom while she's fucking her from behind. All right. That's enough of that. I'm glad the racehorse isn't here to hear this. Me too. He'd be very upset. Yeah. Um, so the the it's funny because it's like, all right, we've hit a point in society where it is acceptable, right? Nobody's fucking like we're not really like king shaming. Everybody's kind of hit a point where it's kind of just live and let live with all that shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like now we can actually have fun with like, yeah, I mean, it is kind of funny if you leave your Tims on while you're fucking a chick. Yeah, it's funny because we've all seen, first of all, we all know that black guys leave their socks on during gangbangs because we have video evidence. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like a weird thing. It's like, hey, that's a stereotype. It's like, ah, uh, here's 50 gangbangs. <laughs> Here's uh, 25 white ones, 25. Here's the thing. I try to say that, uh, I try to say to a black friend of mine that black guys are more into that kind of thing, than like gangbangs and stuff, than white guys. And I go, and he goes, that's not true. And I go, uh, let me play this joke I said to two people who are very versed in this, Evan Stone and Alana Love. And when I said that, uh, so uh, uh, he goes, Evan Stone goes to me, he goes, yeah, Jesus was into gangbangs. That's why he just rolled with uh, 12 dudes and one chick. I was like, more proof he's a black guy. And they both popped because everybody knows. <laughs> At least in that industry, it is a known quantifiable. <sighs> and, that, they, and they both were like, yeah, it was good. That's a solid joke. Right, but it does like, it. it I don't know. Um, we were doing a thing. Uh, they they uh, they did a thing on Skanks where they 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 did like all the black male porn stars, and it's like, yeah, I do know all their names now that I think about it, because they you know because they're fucking hitters. I mean, we're... but it's also there is just like because you know the ratio is there's just so many in every scene. It's like, oh, cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's more playthrough ratio. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're gonna see, yeah you're gonna see him. Yeah, like exactly. I saw that. So here's the thing. I saw the Brazzers guy one time. Uh, that guy Kieran, the fucking British guy from uh, Brazzers, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I I recognized him by face, and I was like, in real life, in real life, and I went, 
oh shit. And I knew him from somewhere and I couldn't think of where. So I didn't go up and say what up to him. Mm. But on the way back to my place from like the You're like, that's Kieran Lee. It was like, dude, it was legit like 15 minutes. I was like, game shows. No, uh, I've seen him a lot. I just don't know where. I've seen him a ton. I fucking know this and then, guy. And then I got home, sat down, opened my laptop and boom, there he was. Staring right back at me. Because if you watched... Uh, our uh, our previous uh, fight companion series, Chris and Mike watch fights. You know that Mike just leaves his tabs open <laughs> for Zoom calls where he shares his screen. Is <laughs> what it is, dude. And then he won't close them because he says, "No, nah, I'm gonna need those for later." <laughs> so you can go uh, you go to the High Society Radio YouTube page and you can check me and Mike's pandemic series, Chris and Mike watch fights, um, oh, to find out more about that. And um uh, by I, myself for two weeks. I think we can move on. Still. All right, we caught the end of that. <laughs> um now I got this thing. I wanted to talk about this last week. Uh we didn't get to it. Um the My Pillow guy was on Steve Bannon's podcast. Which is such a weird thing that I have to say this sentence. <laughs> um, but it made news because of this clip. Do you have the, uh, I sent you the article. There's a clip from Twitter. It kind of says it all, but uh, it's such a fucking... Why is this guy... Apparently, he's lost all of his pillow business. Like, there's no... nobody. Like He's, he's selling significantly less pillows. Because I'm going to tell you this right now. I don't want to stereotype Republicans... And especially like Trump Republicans, but I guarantee they're not buying pillows that often. Does that make sense? I think here's the thing. They all bought the pillow. They bought it once. It's not How a big often, repeat business. I'm gonna throw this out there. I haven't bought a pillow in you you know what I saw? I almost they almost got me. There's a pillow called the Pillow Cube. You oh yeah. That? that thing rules. You have one? No. You just saw the video. And I think it rules. Okay, I also saw the video and thought it ruled <laughs> because they're doing this thing where they're like our pillow is a cube, so that it props your neck up too, so your neck isn't leaning over onto the pillow. And then I was like, oh. And then they go, yeah, there's all this science that supports that you should do this. And then I was like, oh. And then I realized that I could just put, I could just layer my pillows, like tear them, and it just does that. I don't need the pillow cube at all. I don't have that many pillows. How many pillows do you have, Mike? Only two. Go get a couple of pillows. They're like a few dollars at the dollar store. Yeah, but then the my pillow guy. <clears throat> he he's not selling them there. So I think here's here's what I think is 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 happening mm -hmm. is like boomers are mad into a product because they see it all day every day on Fox News, mm -hmm. and then they're like, right, I'm kind of sick of that. I mean, they're not selling a lot of Trumpy bears anymore. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think Trumpy Bear will still do well because there is like, dude, my dad I think still wants him to come back. Trumpy Bear or Trump? I mean the T Bear. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you have that clip? Let me let's watch this clip of uh, Steve uh, uh, the My Pillow guy whose name I refuse to commit to memory. Mike. Don't don't do it. Why is Mike Lindell not on Fox? And, and why is why do they seem to say hey? The, the, when when Dominion says something, we're just going to shut up about it and talk about uh, Biden's uh, tax bill. Well, you know, I'm going to have those answers, too, because I've hired private investigators and I've spent a lot of money on them to investigate everything. Why are why are the you know, bots and trolls? Who's behind them? But, you know, why is Facebook involved, Wikipedia involved? 
And then the big question, why isn't Fox having people on? Why isn't Fox on there talking about, you know, Dominion and Smartmatic and the election fraud? Why is Mike Lindell right, not on go. Fox? And, and- so, first of all, can we just explain that this looks like um, two old men so scared of COVID, but they couldn't give up doing coke, so they're doing coke via Zoom together? coke vid. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's just, first of all, he's like, he's like, yeah, why aren't they talking about this thing that, this this video came out last week, Mike. I was just like, why aren't they talking about this? It's like, because it's been months. It's not news anymore, you fucking idiot. I He's like, it's like when Cato Kalen stuck around after the OJ trial and was doing, like, Hollywood squares. It's like, dude, you heard a lady die. You don't have a talent. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like the My Pillow guy was, he only, like, leveled up in life because, right, Trump put together this team of businessmen that were going to help him fix the economy. Remember? Yeah. And then gradually, even Vince McMahon was like, sorry, bud, I got to run this TV show. And then just the the last couple of guys were like the my pillow guy and the guy who runs Hobby Lobby. And it's just like it's like they're fighting the good fight still. Yeah, and he uh. just like stuck around. It was like you were part of a failed project that failed before this presidency failed, you fucking idiot. <clears throat> he hired what are the private detectives looking into? Think about it that way. Like what are they like they they probably just go back to him every day and just go yeah, Mr. Lindell, it uh, it turns out that everybody at Fox News thinks you're crazy. <laughs> it turns out we stood outside uh, Fox News for a while, uh, and what we did was, hey, talk about. We, I just I would just randomly say loud things like, "Man, I wonder why that Mike Lindell's not on Fox News anymore." And I just kept hearing Fox News personalities like, "Oh, thank God, we got to deal with that weird creep with the mustache anymore." <laughs> it's a pretty solid like. You you made one product. It's a pillow. Why do you think you like? What has he done otherwise? And also, David Hogg. Great name, terrible asshole. You know who David Hogg is right. Is he an asshole? I kind of feel like he is because of this, and because he's also doing the sticking around longer than he needs to. Because he's what nineteen. Yeah, David Hogg was the he was the most outspoken outspoken of the Parkland kids. Yeah, and he actually a few months back said he was starting a rival pillow company to take market share away from the My Pillow guy, which is even stupider than hiring the My Pillow guy to work in government. <laughs> like he had investors lined up. Like, how stupid are people in the world that you just, like, I mean, that's another, like, look, I get it, what happened to him was, but he's not even, like, advocating gun rights. He's just, like, an overall political celebrity, just staying on TV. He's not doing any grassroots work. Well, they pimped him out for all their causes. What what causes? Like fucking gun rights. You know what I mean? Like them saying the left, like every single one of them. His pillow works as a silencer better than the my pillow. <laughs> Which is like, you know, that's counterintuitive, David. He's like, but people associate me with a thing. You know what I mean? I gotta market it that way. That's what he says. Mm. He's just like, look, 
like people need to know that this will quiet the screams in the middle of the night. He's like, all right, this is a weird, this infomercial took a dark turn. Are we sure? Like, what do, is this what we're doing? What else has he been pimped out for? I'm just saying, like, the, the, when the entire left uses you for, like, gun right, you know what I mean? Like, all that gun shit, you know? When you get trotted out as, like, a fucking token kid at all these things, you start thinking, like, oh, I'm, a, I'm on the team. But he's not on the team. Tell that to fucking Greta. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's still talking, right? Like, yo, they're all, like, that's, that's what it is. It's like, I don't know, Ralph talks about I, this. I saw an interview oh. with Greta. Sorry, I'll get to that in a second. But I saw an interview with Greta where she said that she has to stop herself from saying my fellow children because she's now 18. <laughs> because that was her, like, that was like her catchphrase. She would say me and my fellow children, and now she's an adult. Mm-hmm. That's really sad to me. That made me like actually, because she's also autistic. David Hogg is no excuse. Greta is, she's autistic. And so like, I could see like why she's like really involved. Although it kind of like, it did bug me when she first like popped. I haven't watched the documentary yet. I'm sure it'll annoy me again. But I watched her get interviewed um, on the news and they were like, do you think, like, the fact that you're on the spectrum helps you be good at this? And she was like, absolutely. I'm, like, hyper-focused. And I'm like, why are we talking to, like, a 15-year-old girl with autism and being like, hey, you should fix the world? Like, this is a disability. Stop, like, let's stop acting like it's a superpower here, all right? There was all those shows that came out within the same year. There was uh, that one about the surgeon, the Predator movie that was just about fucking... Autism being a superpower, it's not a superpower. It makes you annoying to be around. That's what it is. And I'm not saying don't be tolerant of people with autism. You should be tolerant of people with autism. You just shouldn't be like, hey, you should run the world. Like, it's like such a weird thing. Is like, we're all just kind of like, yeah, we don't really want corporations to be the government, which is fair. Like, but you're just like, Let's let autists fucking handle the whole shit. It's like, no, they're also robotic. The same way a corporation is greedy. Like, it's like, uh, they're not robotic. But you know what I mean? They have they have the fucking issues with the verbalization and all this stuff. And, like, it's it's got to it's gotta give. David Hogg, though, he has no excuse. First of all, good name. We were talking about porn earlier. He should just be in porn, David Hogg. With a name like David Hogg. And you're not doing porn, leaving your socks on. It's ridiculous. Anyway, Mike, what were you saying about Ralph? Uh, so Ralph has this thing uh, where he says, you know, people have a hard time, right, ever processing, like, they've they lost fame. Over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So it's like people believe they're still at the height of whatever fame they were. Like, it never lowers. Well, he knows he, he's more involved in that sort of thing than, you know, because he knows, like, washed up rock stars and shit. Yeah, that's true. So, like, yeah, I, I, I get that. Like, do people... Is that true? Well, I don't know, though. I guess with hypercycling, with the new fate, you know what I mean? But he's also talking about guys who are, like, arena... Selling out arenas, doing fucking... Being rock stars. It's a little different than David Hogg, dude. Yeah, that's true. Like, not... Anybody that was his... That is currently his age, when that happened to him, would not recognize him in public. 
You know what I mean? Anybody that right now who's that age, with the only people that know who he is, like it's like same with like that chick Greta. Like she's like, who's who can really? I couldn't pick her out. If you put her in like any music festival, I could not pick her out. I it could be anybody. Okay. Yeah, I guess. I don't know though. Like I, I do feel like there are there's enough people. Mm, yeah, I don't know. There are people we see at cons sometimes who are just like, oh, they know the the runs over. I mean, Virgil does, and he's still doing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's guys who are still out there, still doing it. Yeah, we've been yeah we've been at Comic Con together a few times. Like it's like you just see <sighs> people are holding on. People will come by that booth. Somebody will give you a couple bucks. You'll make you'll make the door feedback. You do enough of them, you make a couple bucks. You know? You think David Hogg will start doing Comic-Con? Yeah, probably. <laughs> David Hogg and Greta, you get a picture with each of them. You'd be like, I loved you. Because they're like the new teen celebrities. <laughs> Greta works, David's Hogg. Yeah. Is there a new... No, but here's the thing. Is there teen celebrities like there was when we were kids? What do you mean? Like... I guess we did have like the Backstreet he, Boys and NSYNC. Yeah, would he be on like Tiger Beat if that was still a thing? Because Teen Vogue is apparently a political magazine now. He was definitely... Teen Vogue definitely fucked with him at some point. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But they're like mostly just a lefty magazine, right? Mm. With some makeup tips? I think so. Some lady got fired for... Look, a lady... The editor of Teen Vogue got fired for racist tweets, and I assume... She's an editor. Like, it can't be... It's got to be a fucking weird publication. All right, we'll move on. I want to talk about, um, I actually, I sent you an article, Mike. Uh, there was a guy who's uh, not going to jail in France for throwing a Jewish woman off of a balcony while yelling, Allah Akbar, because apparently he got high. Because I got high, because I got high. Because I got high. I'm probably going to make do, you do, uh, do. edit that in. clean my <laughs> After the show's over. <laughs> um, Dude, how fucking great is that? Yeah. Because I got... I threw this <laughs> dumb bitch off a roof. Because, because I, I got, got high. Ooh, I was going to go to trial. <laughs> But, but I, I got, got off. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I got high. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Because I got high. Because I got high. Apparently, he was getting high for 13 years, smoking 15 joints a day. He sold weed in France. Okay. Um, And he thought he had killed the devil. Hell yes. And uh, I'm just going to throw this out there. If an Arab guy kills a Jewish woman while screaming on a balcony, I've killed the devil. Then throws her off the balcony. And he goes, Allah Akbar. I'm going to say it's because he got high. Because I got high. Can we get Afro Man on the show? I feel like he's not doing much. You could probably get Afro Man on the show. I feel like that's a good, that's a good guess for us. Oh, dude. Honestly? Could we, I, how great would it be if we got Afro Man on the show? And then we were like, can you sing the song as we read this article about this guy? <laughs> oh, no. I thought I thought you were just going to have do an all Colt 45 episode of Notes of a Goon. Oh, that'd be great. Dude, that'd be dope. 
I was gonna have, I was gonna make love to you, but then I threw you off the roof because I got high. (laughs) (laughs) How fucking retarded is the idea that he? (laughs) They just don't have hate crimes in uh in France. France is just like, yeah, we don't fuck with that shit. We talked about it on the show, right? Where they were just like, yeah, that woke shit doesn't play here. We don't, we don't do that. (laughs) Nope, nope. We don't play that game here. Woke. They have a burqa ban. Do they really? Yes. They were the first country to ever institute a burqa ban. That's what's funny about that. It's like, it's like, well, you know, we don't like them, but we really, really don't like the Jews. <laughs> you know, what I mean? like, it's like, what are we doing? Oh man. Yeah. Francis is coming out swinging. I was gonna pass the civil rights laws, but then I got high. <laughs> My lawyer and the judge too. Ooh, ooh, cause they got high. Cause, cause they, they got, got high. high. Cause they got high. Oh, he man. might not even do full time because he was supposedly in an altered psychological state. Well, I thought he was. I thought he wasn't being charged with a crime. Yeah, he's. He might. He's getting off. He threw a lady off a. Imagine that's like. Look, that's a little. I'm all for discussing these things and maybe giving somebody like a reduced sentence. But if you yell, I have killed the devil and throw a Jewish person off a balcony, we probably got to like evaluate. First of all, doesn't matter. Forget the circumstances of why you threw. (laughs) Like if Suge Knight had accidentally dropped vanilla ice. Hilarious. (laughs) Hilarious. <laughs> Probably should still have gone to jail. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it's not like a, it's not a fist fight. It's not like punching someone because you were fucked up. It's fucking throwing a human being off her balcony. Oh, it was her balcony. Yes. Oof. He hopped from his balcony to her balcony and threw her off her balcony. Oh, I don't like that one bit. No. I thought she was there to buy weed. Shit got weird. She went off. No, she was like 60, dude. Glaucoma. I'm I'm saying she's like, Europe is a little like weirder with that shit. It's like not acceptable for old ladies to smoke weed and shit. That's lame. Well, they're kind of fucking, they're lame over there. I got a burka band. They're like, how fucking crazy is this? After Amsterdam popped off, Portugal popped off, right? No one else just legalized weed out there. Like, I've read articles with, like, British people who are like, it's not even, like, worth starting an advocacy group for legalizing pot in England. It's just, it'll never happen. Like, once they take a thing from you out there, that's it. They don't have different, that's the thing, is they also don't have states. Right? So, like, here, we're probably going to get legal federal weed at some point in the next 10, 15 years because all it'll the states... sooner. If New York federal? fell, New York fell. I'm talking about federally. New I'm York t- fell. But Biden has already said he won't do it. For real? And Yeah. And I mean, look, here's the thing. Kamala's not going to do it. Yeah, if anybody was going to do it, it should have been Trump. I can't believe he didn't. It's I'm, crazy. Dude, We talk, uh, I think we talked about it on this show, right? Like, it was just like, it was just like, how the fuck did he not just start throwing those Hail Marys out with the executive orders? Yeah, I mean. Leading up to the election. It was just like. And then afterwards, it was just like, why didn't he just sign an executive order to legalize all drugs? Like, it was just like such a weird... He... Because it's not like it would have taken much. He could have just had somebody draft a memo. 
He uh, I, he really dropped the ball. He it's almost like he was bad at being the president. So here's the thing: I genuinely do think he would have done it in a second term. I think it was a uh, it was just a matter of. But it's such a weird thing if he had done it leading up to the election, it would have probably look. It would have helped him. First of all, people would have been home, and they'd be like, "I was gonna vote for Joe, but then I got high." <laughs> Ooh. I was gonna vote for Kamala too, but then I got high. <laughs> then I got high. Then and then I was like, "Oh, I could just go watch Kamala on the WWE network <laughs> because I'm so high. Because I'm so high. Because I'm so high." Then they're smacking their belly, watching Kamala eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Or is that just me? Just me. All right, we'll move on. Do you got to get out of here, Mike? No. Here's the thing. Uh, we were going to talk about this. Uh, actually, before we get to your, I want to talk about your dad. Okay. Uh, let, yeah, let's do, let's do this. Um, so we were talking about your dad a little bit last week, and we didn't get to it. And you were telling, you were explaining to me that your dad just kind of like observes businesses in the neighborhood. And calls them up. So what my dad does is he actually goes a step further. So we've talked about your dad. Your dad's an ex-cop. He's yeah. retired. Yeah. Now, wildly bored. He's wildly bored. He's like a suburban guy, right? Mm-hmm. His whole life? Yeah. Okay. So like, I don't have much experience with this archetype of dad. Like my dad was like shooting dice, drinking cognac, fucking horse. In his 70s. Yeah. Your dad is like a dad. Yeah. Like what people think of when they think of dad. (laughs) Your dad wears like shorts and like sandals and shit. Yeah. Okay. And so he, so what is he, what, I I didn't quite understand what you're telling me about this after the show last week. You're telling me your dad will just like call places and see, he'll like pretend to be a consultant. So he's not pretending anything. He's just calling up to waste salespeople's time, right? He's okay. he's acting like an interested customer. For for what uh, on what like solar just, panels? Just to compete, not like cars a lot, a lot of car stuff. How many cars does your your parents have? Two cars? Five. Your parents have five cars? Yeah, my dad has two classic muscle cars. They have a convertible and then they each have their own daily driver. So he collects cars at least then. Yeah. So he's not really being a dick. He's just trying to see, he's trying to feel out the guys. And see if but it's like, down. all right, so my dad took him 20 years to buy the Z28. Okay. You know what I but mean? But he's wanted it for 30 years. Sure. Okay. But it's 20 years of just like calling every guy in the back of the Hemmings newspaper. You I have I mean? a friend who loves sneakers. And he once told me, I don't even remember, this is how much I don't care about Jordans. Uh he once told me, like, those are, like, my dream sneakers. I'm like, I looked him right up. I was like, they're, like, 400 bucks. He's like, yeah, but I can't justify spending over $100 for sneakers. And I'm just like, you just said it was your dream to own these sneakers. <laughs> $400. Yeah. I, I understand his point, though. Yeah, me too. I would never spend $400 on sneakers. But, like... I can't imagine there's something I would ever really want that cost $400 that I wouldn't buy. Mm. 
Like if I really, real that the pat like there's nothing that I would even talk to you about that I'd be like, oh, I really want this. I just can't really swing it right now. Like I'd like to buy a Brightling, right? Those are five thousand dollars, right? Or like the ones I would buy probably like eight thousand dollars, okay. right? Now every time I go to do that, right, I think to myself. I could probably feed a lot of people with $8,000, and I stop myself from doing Or, like, I could just put this in a money-accruing account. Like, this is a dumb purchase. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not necessarily because, you know, those watches do... They retain keep, value. They do retain value. But, anyway, more about your dad. Your, your dad's just calling... Is it just car salesmen? So it's a lot of car salesmen, but it's also just, I like... I feel like he's also... He's probably spent... Six months trying to figure out the best shed. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of that. It's a lot of like just calling doctors and making appointments for like four months down the road. That's strange. Yeah. What do you mean four months down the road? Like he just lines everything. He just spends all day planning and he just makes these lists that my mom can't tell what's on the list. I have no idea what's on the list, but okay. he's just constantly keeping lists of things. That I have no like. Sounds he, like your dad is uh, crazy. <laughs> he, he's mildly insane. Because what could he? How was he? Sixty five. Yeah. What could he possibly have to do? He's a <laughs> retired cop with a pension. Why? Your mom has a pension too, right? Uh, no. She, but she's on Social Security. Yeah. They're doing fine. Yeah. They sold their house uh, in Westchester. Yeah. They live in South Carolina. Yeah. But it's also a lot of stuff like my dad uh, will go around and just see people who like just feel them out, see if they want to sell their house, and then like Why? he'll he'll he doesn't want the house. He just needs to know. He's like, yeah, this is available. I could buy this for like seven hundred thousand, and then maybe flip it for nine. Like he's just in his head, like always making these fake investments, and he keeps track of all of them. He keeps track of all of them, bro. He made me drive him around uh, for like. Four hours just looking at houses that he could have bought. Was he just acquiring free donuts because he's a cop? <laughs> no. Like, was he just going to open houses and be like, "Oh, what do you got, Duncan? Oh, oh, is this Chris- oh, this is a Krispy Kreme house. Like, put a star next to this one." No, so it's not even. It's <laughs> this. ooh, fresh baked cookies. Mm. Um, he's homemade. Yeah. Um, he'll do stuff like he he he's like. Yeah, see that house? I went to take a look at it. It was 700000 Could have bought it then. It's on the market for a million one right now. The only reason I didn't. Look at this backyard back Buy here. him an Xbox. What the <laughs> fuck? I got him an Xbox. What's he doing with that? Hey, he's, he's he just me. keeps checking eBay to see how much you can sell the <laughs> Xbox for. <laughs> <laughs> he calls me like twice a week to be like, all right, how do I get this Amazon Prime show now? Like I would say I would say I said this to somebody the other day. It was like, dude, because your dad your dad's getting old. I have, I had an old dad, and just like, so we had the illegal cable box, right? Do mm-hmm. you, you remember the old school illegal cable box? Yeah. Remember there was a button that nobody knew what it did that said A B on it. Mm-hmm. When you when you have the ch- illegal chip in the box, if you hit the A B thing, it completely changes the lineup of the channels. Oh, so I would on my pager if I didn't come home get a page, often. That was my phone number with 911. <laughs> and I would panic because I was half drunk and asleep and be like, oh my God, my 70 year old father is probably dying. And I would call him and he would invariably go, 
Yeah, Chris, I can't find a history channel again. And I just go, Dad, go to channel 43. Yeah, this isn't it. All right, just hit that AB button again. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Every fucking time. And this is wit- this is the age he was when I caught him with a prostitute. Like, But I wonder how many he called beforehand to see what they were charging. You know? Do you think that was like? Do you think that no. was his? He no. had a he had a he had a he had a gal that he, he called. Okay, um, but yeah, so it's like he he also tried to bully the even elderly, like more elderly neighbors, into selling their house to for what? Because he he wanted to get a cut. He just wanted to flip it, and he no, he was like he was like you know, so you're selling your house for like six hundred thousand. My niece needs a house. She'll come down. She'll buy it. And you know, give me my piece. Give, yeah. give me your pe- his yeah, piece. His piece. I'm in. He literally said in these people's living room the words, "I'm entitled to a finder's fee." And what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he's being an amateur real estate broker in his mind. That is not anything like that. <laughs> I think he's just like is obser- Like it's like a, there's a there's a term in Italy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't know the name of the. T- can you find the name of the term? And you can find photos of it. Where old men in Italy go and observe construction sites so much that there's a term for it. And there's tons of photos if you Google the term. Like, and it's just like, that's what your dad's doing, but with less interesting shit. What's the, what's the term? You got it? Umalau. What is it? Umalau. Umalau. Right? So you pull that up, and it's just old men watching construction. And like, how often do you think they're going, no, you built something over there. Give me a finder's fee. <laughs> like, I got a backyard. You could build a shed. You could build well, whatever you want. All right. To be fair, he these people want to sell their house. He's arranging a buyer for them. I don't think he's, I don't think, I understand. You're his neighbor. Yeah. For probably five years? Uh, Yeah, probably longer than that. And they just were like, yeah, we're selling the house. He's like, yeah, my niece will buy it. First mm-hmm. of all, if I was... His, if I was your cousin, I'd be like, wait a second. I could have just gotten that money off the house, you asshole. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, even if they were like, sure, we'll cut you a check for five grand. She would have just, I, if I was her, I'd just be like, you just got this house for $5,000 cheaper, you fucking asshole. Now I gotta live next to my shitty uncle <laughs> who just dicked me out of five grand for no reason. Your family's probably going, I really wish he would just like the old Dagos and just fucking go watch idiots, other other men build things. I wish, dude, I wish he was fucking Italian. He's not. He's Irish. Yeah, but like... He's just shanty Irish. Shouldn't he just <laughs> join a dart league and be a drunk? Like, that... He quit here, drinking. Here's the actual issue. That's what people who grew up poor Irish think being a mover and a shaker is. Yes, right? exactly. That's like what it is to them. They're uh-huh. like... He's like he thinks he's really got it together. Uh-huh. He's gone from lower middle class to upper middle class. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he's fucking. He's just like, no, nah, I'm gonna. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna create a real nest egg of these five thousand dollars. If I just have, because I'm sure he's got plenty of nieces. <laughs> he's an Irish Catholic cop. I'm sure he's got plenty of nieces. Like she's like, if I could just sell enough houses to my nieces, <laughs> I can leave an extra couple of grand for Mikey. I mean, God bless him. Yeah. Yep. God bless him. God bless this son of a bitch. 
It's fucking hysterical to me that he just like is walking around. <laughs> he's just walking around in in in, in South Carolina. Yeah. Just be like, what do you want for this? <laughs> so this is a Waffle House. It's not an actual house. Like, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> no, but I, uh, you know, I was listening to my son. He works with a he works with a fella. He could build a whole Foot Clan layer under here <laughs> to tie it all in. Yeah, we'll move on. All right, we'll do one more story. Um. Uh, so the Derek Chauvin case, and we probably should have the racehorse here for this, but he's not here. Maybe he'll show up. I don't know. Um, but the Derek Chauvin case that we called the Chauvin Eight Hundred a few weeks ago is going on right now, and uh, I haven't been following it at all. Have you? Um, I've I've been following it through Eric, who works here. Eric is a racist man from the south. That's probably not the way to get the news on the trial. Yeah, I mean, literally, you don't want to hear what I know about this trial. <laughs> now I kind of do. <laughs> I mean, all right, so uh, he, Eric, made a compelling argument to me that George Floyd may have died of cardiac arrest. That's definitely what George Floyd, George Floyd died of. Right. That's what people die of. Right. But it Even was... when you're suffocating. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, I didn't know that. Huh. Um, so what was the what was the compelling argument? I'm interested now. Uh, so what he was saying to me, right, was that his oxygen levels were fine, um, and it may have been just a combination of what he had in his system, the heat of the day, obviously the pressure of another human being being on him, but that it may not have... Like, because here's the thing. Derek Chauvin has done this in the past, where he was kneeling on someone's neck okay. for a... Which he a, shouldn't have been doing. Should not have been doing, right. I agree. But that person... It's just a miracle that guy didn't die. Maybe. Or it was a freak accident that George Floyd died, right? I mean, there's precedent for this, right? Eric Garner died. I mean, like, it, you don't do shit like this because mm-hmm. someone can die. Agreed. But I'm just saying, even if it was a freak accident, mm-hmm. right, that may not have been 100% on Derek Chauvin... This motherfucker's got to burn. I don't care. I don't... Th- I mean, well, he does in order to save the city of Minneapolis. I don't ne- I, I don't really know. I mean, I just... I can't see him getting off on this. Oh, no. But there was an expert who testified in the trial. And so apparently they covered his house in pig's blood. Ooh. Which is hilarious to me. So I'm assuming this expert's testimony is what Eric was talking about. Of course it was. Okay. And I'm sure Eric did a really good job of actually understanding it. Yeah. All right. I mean, well, what annoyed me was like people were pissed off at this guy. He's like, you, you guys understand? Like the amount of people I, like that I'm friends with that I see just like posting stuff that are like, yeah, how, how are we having due process for a guy we all see murder? Like black people are just like, we should probably get rid of due process. It's like, you know who that is going to work against, right? The most, mm. right? So I made that I made that that hundred uh, percent. I made that case to Godfrey. Godfrey was screaming about that. He's like, "Why is this motherfucker even on trial?" I was like, "Because." Yeah. I was and like, "What did Godfrey say?" I'm curious. Well, no, that's what he said. Godfrey was screaming, "Why is this guy on trial?" Yeah, but what did he say when you said, "Look, if you get rid of due process, first of all, no, the I, a- this is what I, I I was talking to a friend about this earlier, uh, and I said the actual biggest racist thing in this country." Isn't that Derek Chauvin's on trial right like now and having a real trial? Is that a lot of black guys get fucked out of their trials by prosecutors offering deals? 
in this fucked up way. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> prosecute, like, basically, there's public defenders will walk in to a 23 year old black kid who probably doesn't need to do that much time and go, if I were you, I'd take this deal. And uh, a real lawyer that they can't afford would be able to do what's happening with this trial right now. You know what I mean? Like, if they were a union guy and they needed a lawyer, they'd be in a better spot. That's the actual injustice here. Like, not the fact that this guy's getting a trial. It's the fact that a lot of people are kind of denied trials in this country. Like, there's a, there's a massive issue with, like, prosecutors. It's also a fairly quick trial. Yeah, for what it is. I mean, whatever. We all saw him kill the guy. It doesn't right. have to be that long of a fucking trial. No, no, no. I mean, fairly quick trial in the turnaround time is what I'm saying. Like, there are people who spend, you know, upwards of 18 months awaiting their day in court. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, Well, it's been, a, it's been almost a year. Yeah, but I mean, the trial started... Two weeks ago? Yeah, so it started in March mm-hmm. for a thing that happened in June, and he was, like, not even arrested immediately. So I'm trying to understand what was... And I don't really... You know, I don't like to really, like, bring up this sort of thing, but what was Godfrey's argument? Godfrey was just upset, and like you said, that there was even a trial taking place. You know what I mean? That we all saw this guy kill a man on national TV. And what he, do you mean? It's his right. Look, that's the thing about so, rights is everybody has a. Here's the thing: is all those guys I'm talking about who are getting fucked over. What they're actually getting fucked over by is the guys who are public defenders don't have as much experience as the prosecutors, and they're intimidated by the prosecutors into taking these deals, into convincing their clients to take these deals. That's actually the problem with the public defender system. Like, that's the injustice. Everybody should have a right to a trial. We really should never. That's it's an insane thing. That's what's crazy to me is that you just told me a fifty-year-old black man told you we should get rid of the right to a fair trial. That's insane. Well, I I, I understand, but it is the outrage that comes with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, I I understand where he's coming from yeah, at that point. You know what? You know what? You know what? You can't really run a society on fucking outrage. Mm-hmm. Everybody has to have rights to things. I didn't even want to talk about this aspect of this. I really just wanted to talk about how silly it was that this guy's house is covered in pig's blood. <laughs> well, my point to him was that the system, we have to prove the system works. And this system guy has does to burn. No, the system, well, this guy is absolutely not. No, but in this case, it literally is just sacrificial. This guy is going to die in jail, right? And everyone is going to watch it happen mm-hmm. uh, because this guy has to die for what he did. And that's kind of awesome. Yeah. But it's like it is slow and dragged out, and we're watching it happen. What, what are we going to do? We're just going to fucking beat him to death in the street? Like, no. I mean, we could. That would be kind of cool, honestly. I'd also, like, look, I wouldn't be necessarily against it. I, but, I mean, morally, kind of, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I really do believe I'm. So, from, politically, I don't really talk about this that much on anything, but, like, Politically, for me, the biggest... Everybody, like, talks about all the problems with America, and we never fucking talk about the fact that there's 3 million people in jail. 1% of the population's in jail. Like, or in prison. Like, it's like, that's fucking crazy. And, like, most of those are black and brown people. Like, I'm, like, I'm super disgusted every day by that. Like, I'm a very much... A thousand guilty men should go free. That's a John Jay quote, right? It's a thousand guilty men go free for as long as it 
prohibits one innocent man from being in prison. And, like, there's so much evidence that so many of these people that are in jail and didn't do the thing. Well, first of all, most of them are in jail for shit that shouldn't be illegal. But it, it is just, like, a fucking crazy... That's the actual injustice. Like, it's, like, this idea that, like, this guy's getting a trial is, like, you know, the problem is all the black guys whose names you don't know didn't get one. That's the problem. That's And you should say that to him. You can tell him I said that. Mm. I mean, he might fucking hit me. Probably not. He's 50. I could take him. I, I don't know, dude. He's pretty big. He's pretty jacked. Yeah. He's spry. Seems fairly averse to fighting. I'm not. <laughs> I don't want to fight Godfrey. I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm just saying it's like that's the actual fucking... Um, that's the fucking actual injustice here. It's not. It's not that this guy is getting a trial. Like everybody should get a trial. Well, I mean, I think the the other side of that. I think a lot of the reason people take those deals is because of the cash bail system, right? So if you have a cash bail hanging over your head, it means you're going to stay in jail for fucking you know a year before you even get a trial where you'll maybe get three months less. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, not necessarily. Like that's part of that's that is part of it. But it's also a big part of it is not that. A big part of it is, um, whatever. I, like, how many times have you been arrested, Mike? Uh, as an adult, I think twice. That it, something went to trial. Something that went to trial. That what DUI? No. What was it? I mean, I got the arrested for the brass knuckles. Okay. Went, went to trial immediately, and then uh, yeah, but that's like a quick thing. They probably I bet they knocked that out with like a disorderly conduct. Uh, I don't even remember what it was, but... but you, was... Pled, you pled to a violation, not a crime. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of times what will happen is people will go in and they'll be like, this is what happens. If you get arrested with coke in this country, you get arrested and then you go, then you talk to a public defender and they go, um, they're charging you with 17 felonies. And you go, What? Dude, I got arrested for fucking stealing a case of 40s. And they were like, you're charged with 10 misdemeanors. And I was like, how is that even possible? For each 40? It wasn't even worth $10. Like, it was like, what are we, what are we doing here? And um, it got knocked down. I fucking, I'm pretty good when I get arrested. I, I, I straight up, I actually had a decent public defender who was just like, he was like, so what happened? I was like, they're full of shit. I didn't steal that case of 40s. I went down in that basement to pee. And they were like, what do you mean you went to pee? I was like, it was cold outside, and I saw an open store basement. And I went down there, and I was going to pee on the floor. I came up with that pretty drunk, said that to the cops, and then the public defender. And he was like, was there pee in there? And I was like, I mean, it's probably dry now, which is exactly what I said, which was not true. And uh, that guy was like, I think I pledged to, yeah, disorderly conduct. The guys didn't show up to, like, the guys who owned the store didn't show up to fucking press charges against me, and I, I pled it down. But, like, there's a good chance if I was, like, a 17-year-old black kid, they would have been like, you got 10 misdemeanors on you. Do you want to do 30 days? I was just kind of like, here's some lies, and uh, we'll see how this plays out. <laughs> I'm going to trial, baby. It's my right as an American. It's my right as an American. And it's, it's their right as an American, too, and they don't believe it is. That's the act again. That's the injustice. Let's take a look at some of these pig blood pictures, and we'll get the fuck out of here. I think it's very funny that the guy who everybody was kind of just being like, "Oh, this guy's a fucking asshole," and they 
smattered pig's blood all over his house. I don't even think anybody should be charged for anything here. They're saying there's $400 worth of damage. It's blood. It washes out. Uh, Chris, did you read the rest of the article? No, what does it say? Uh, so it turns out it wasn't even his house. Oh, it was his old house, right? Yeah, it was his old house. Yeah, it was his old house. That's <laughs> what it was. He didn't live there anymore. So these poor people just got pig's blood smeared on their fucking... I mean, dude, that is that is fresh white paint. Honestly, you would have to paint your whole house. No, you just hose it down. No, pig's blood? Yeah. On white paint, Chris. On I think white you could paint. just hose that down. Chris. Your dad will come by. He'll so, fix it up for like eight bucks. <laughs> so this is this is the definition. Like you're not you're not sub- this is not suburban Chris talking. I'm telling you, as a contractor, you need this whole How shit. How hard is it to paint a door frame? No, because the aluminum all- it's coming right off the siding though. I don't know. Is that is that wood siding or is that that's aluminum, aluminum siding? That's aluminum siding. Looks like wood siding. That's siding. That's aluminum siding, bro. Mm. I don't think that's wood. Yeah, that is aluminum siding. Yeah. Whatever. You got to fucking... That's a fucking... You spray that down. Yeah, $400? You can power crazy. wash all... Well, wait. They said 400 or 4000 I think 400 Oh, that's it? Yeah, they literally just are just getting a power washer. Yeah, they're just getting a thing for free. Just... Here's the thing. They probably have a power washer. No. They live in the, they live in the suburbs. You don't have a power washer in the suburbs? Mad people don't. Are, you know how many jobs I would get called for power washing gigs? Dude, that honestly, four hundred bucks doesn't even buy you a power washer. Four hundred bucks pays to have someone come power wash your house. If I had a shed, there's no way I wouldn't have a power washer. I mean, I agree. Like that's crazy. When I had a shed, I had a power washer. Dude, if you have a garage and you don't have a power washer, what are you fucking? First of all, you spray that at your chick's clit, crushing the game. Bong. You 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 washing that puss. You know what I'm saying? Uh, second of all, it's just like how do you not have? That's the fucking. I would just use my if my chick was not around and I had a power washer. I'm just like well, I'm mopping the floor. I'm shooting it with this power washer. Like what? What are you doing? So you're gonna have a gas powered dog. I'm talking about to take the toothpaste marks off of the rim of the sink. I'm using that thing. That would be pretty sweet. Yeah, it seems like it would be real fast, and mm. you would get it done. If you don't have a power washer and you have a place to put a power washer. You're a dickhead. That guy's a dickhead? There's no trials for this sort of thing, all right? Nobody's liable to your $400. Get a power washer. You live in the suburbs, and you probably made ten grand to go lie about how a cop didn't kill a black guy. It's not his house, though. It's just these other people's house. They should house. make that guy go power wash that house. I agree. That's what they should That's the way to do it. He's like, it's not even my house anymore. You go and you pay. It's your fault. No justice, no peace. You should have been better with your personal fucking information because you got doxxed poorly. <laughs> yeah. You sold these people a home that got <coughs> pigs blooded. Yeah. They got pigs blooded because you're a dick. Yeah. You didn't need to take that money. You were like, oh, maybe I could write a fucking article in Newsweek after this. Pigs blood. Ten cents a word, motherfucker. Let's go. Get your power washer that you better have. First of all, if you're testifying, if you're testifying in fucking uh, cases like this, and you don't have a power washer, you're an ass. You're a, even more. These people were probably good, God fearing, non testifying, non snitch ass, bitch ass motherfuckers. Sure. This guy's a professional snitch. And you don't have a power washer. How else are you going to clean up your past? How are you going to clean the poop off your legs when you shit yourself when somebody gets mad at you? <laughs> 
I'm just saying. You don't have a, go get your power washer and go fix this fucking lady's house. You son of a bitch. They should try him for this. I bet he did it. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Is everything I know about fucking forensic uh, evidence is that usually some dork did it. Right. I saw NCIS once. This has been Notes of a Goon. Um, uh, you know, uh, follow me at Chris from BKOIN on Instagram and Twitter. Follow Mike at the M Harrington on both of those platforms as well. Leave us a rating and a review. And here's the thing. Uh, sometimes I give life advice on this show. Mike helps, but I give life advice. And you can uh, uh, you can submit to the show or just send us any email you want. People email me about other shit sometimes. Ask the goon at gmail.com that's askthegoon at gmail.com make sure you reach out to us check out our sponsor vinylgraph.com thank you very much good night show me the way to the next whiskey bar oh don't ask why oh don't ask why show me Say good.